I'm Taylor. And I'm Mackenzie. And, and we're, we're twins. twins. I like starting things and sometimes finishing them. And I love talking about television, which made us want to deep dive into TV pilots. So join us each week as we analyze, dissect, and possibly even enjoy some of television's greatest opening episodes in From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. All right, welcome to From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie. I feel like I should be doing a more of an accent. Welcome to From the Top, but that's kind of the narrator. No? No, not okay. at all. Let's just Sorry. stick with normal. <laughs> welcome to From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie, where we talk about a different TV pilot every week. This week we're talking about the pilot of Jane the Virgin, hence Woo-woo. the attempt at an accent. And though the pilot is our main subject of discussion, as always, there will be spoilers for the rest of the series. And because we're talking about a satirical telenovela, you know there are going to be some crazy spoilers in this episode because it's a big crazy show. Because it's telenovela. It is crazy and wonderful. We will also answer, as we do each week, a burning question. This week it is, is it good parenting to frame a flower representing your daughter's purity and hang it over her bed? Wow, there's a lot there. We're in for a ride. (laughs) I hope so. Well, I've been waiting for this day for a while. This is our 12th episode, and if it were up to me, I think this would have been like our second episode because I'm a gigantic (laughs) Jane the Virgin fan. And for those of you who haven't watched the show or just need a little refresher, the show was created for the beloved CW, which every great show has spawned from, (laughs) by Jenny Ehrman of Gilmore Girls and other things fame. I don't know. She hasn't been too famous before this. But it aired October 13th, 2014, so it's pretty recent, and the show has ended. The fifth season was its last, that ended last year, and it is a joyous occasion. So that is nearly six years ago to the day, oh, by wow. about a week. This just worked out. I like that, just burn on CW, that's solid. Well, I think this might be one of the only things that it's ever produced that's gone well. Fun fact, <laughs> Jane the Virgin is the only Golden Globe or any type of award-winning show from the CW ever. Yay! Good job! Jane the Virgin and not CW. Yeah, I've started a number of CW superhero shows and just cut them all after like a season because they ain't good. Well, this will be the one, Tay, that you're going to stick with because this is your first time really watching the show, isn't it? I have watched one full episode, the pilot, and maybe a tenth of ten different episodes later on because my wife watches the show. So two total episodes. So you probably know some very strange things out of context that are about to happen. (laughs) I do. I know a few. And I'm wearing a t-shirt, as you did in the last episode for The Mandalorian. My t-shirt is an iron-on that says, Jane the Virgin Virgin. (laughs) I really, guys, we need to make that for Taylor. If we ever have swag, that'll be it, right? Jeez Louise. I remember seeing this little like title card on netflix and just not getting it i had zero context for the show and so i was like i don't know i i didn't know what the premise was it was actually our mom who was telling me like you have to watch the show but then your wife your wifey got me into it and i actually got to watch the finale she did, she did. oh yeah lorian's very oh. persuasive when she's passionate about something and lorian and our friend emily emily hello you're one of our listeners Shoto. we watched the finale together And it was just a joyous occasion. And that's how you know this show is that good, you guys. Because people don't really get together to watch finales anymore. And I'm talking pre-pandemic, right? You don't love a show so much that you have to talk about it right when it ends. But we did, and we cried, and it was amazing. Did you go through a full box of tissues? Several, in fact, actually. It's a full boxer, ladies and gents. Alert. Full boxer alert. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, there's a lot more to that than you meant to imply so we're just gonna move on uh (laughs) yeah um let's see yeah yep 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 um i never really watched a show even though i thought the premise was very intriguing i didn't watch it because i felt guilty ashamed of wanting to watch it because it was from the cw or because it seemed like for women maybe it seemed like a for women show, and I'm I'm not against like I love rom coms and many more for you girl do. You're things. You're actually very open to lots of different shows. I have watched while you were sleeping about a thousand times. Heck yes, you have. He was and it leaning. makes me want to get into a coma relationship or no? Okay, doesn't. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's very telenovelic, right? That is true. 
Well, I'm here to either burst your bubble or, like, give you a new life for the show, either one. This show is the opposite of something that you should stray away from because it's it's not bubblegum. It's not fluff. This show has been touted by multiple very serious organizations like The New Yorker, The New York Times, Vulture, CNN, NPR as literally the best show on TV or the show you should be watching. I'm just here to say that it's not a guilty pleasure TV show. And if you're a man, a woman, old, young, any color, any, you know, I'm just going to get on a soapbox and tell you that this show is like, you know, maybe not for children, but other than that, it's amazing and full of drama. I do remember reading in the Highlights magazine, a show you should ask your parents if you can watch. <laughs> yeah, Jane the Virgin. <laughs> no. All right. If this is not a guilty pleasure show, can you tell me what a real guilty pleasure show is for you? Yes. And I will tell you that I started watching this show when I had my appendix out a few months ago, and I needed something that was not related to pandemics or, like, elections or, you know, surgery. That is understandable. Yes. I started watching this show on Netflix called Alexa and Katie, and it's about a high school girl and her best friend, and one of them has cancer, and it's, like, the worst acting ever, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen is in it, so you know that it's going to be, like, <laughs> subpar. But I just couldn't quit wow. it. And I Burn watched the whole tip. thing. Yeah. No, she's great. Actually, she's probably the best actor in the show, which is saying something. It's just high school comedy. Like, none of the characters are fleshed out. It was really fun. And it's the opposite of Jane the Virgin. Okay? All right. Okay. Okay. Do, do you have a favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Hmm. A show that I have felt guilt about feeling pleasure for. That sounds weird when yeah, you say it like that. Don't. Mm-mm. A show that I don't broadcast that I've watched. I've watched this series probably 10 times through is the animated Justice League TV show. Oh. Which is probably for like 10-year-olds. <laughs> that said, watching again as an adult, I can see that the plots are not deep at all. There's a lot of easy answers and Is it just like a cozy blanket like The Office or something? You know, it is. And it's something that I can just put on in the background when I'm trying to avoid doing something that I should be doing. You know? Right, exactly. We all need those. That is what I will mm-hmm. do with Alexa and Katie now. So thank you for that permission. <laughs> well, let's get back on track. Mackenzie, will you read our plot summary? Yes. And I'm going to warn you guys, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but so is this pilot episode. There's a lot going on, but it's super fun. Okay, are you ready? Jane, a responsible college student, aspiring writer, and virgin lives a happy life alongside her single mother, grandmother, and boyfriend until she becomes pregnant by accidental artificial insemination with her boss's sperm, no less. Jane must now decide how to move forward with her life and her relationships. Yowza. Do you feel like there are times when you feel that you actually have to say, I can't even, even though we're not really supposed to say it as a society? Right. As, as like a smart person, I've said mm-hmm. it many times. It usually involves cuteness, but also shock. <laughs> Is that how you're using it now? I guess my usage stems from the fact that I can't believe that they got me to care about this situation. <laughs> like, I knew the premise before coming in. I was like, okay, this is very contrived, and, like, how are they going to get this to seem at all plausible? And then they kind of did. I don't know how they did it. Well, I'll tell you what, the showrunner, Jenny Ehrman, had the same thought of like, there's nothing I can do with this. And then she kind of took the thought on a walk with her. And by the time she'd come home, she had several character sketches written out and realized if I can just get to this insemination in the right way, then we're (laughs) off to the races. And it worked out. Just give me to the insemination. Yeah. A tale as old as time. I will begin by saying I was a big fan of how this pilot began. Scene one did a fantastic job of setting this series apart. This is not your grandmother's comedy. From that first image of the blinking cursor and the narrator's voice to the number of just wonderful expositional statements that fleshed out characters, I was like, okay, these people know what they're doing. I also realized that when you have a narrator for a show, things are 10 times easier (laughs) on a pilot. To introduce this show to an American audience who is not used to watching telenovelas, this is my first telenovela, even if it's a, you know, spoof on one, the narrator serves as kind of bridging the gap between the telenovela world and the drama comedy world. And so those quick cuts or the millions of characters we're going to meet, because come on, in a soapy drama, 
there's going to be a million characters. His little captions and voices serve as our little guide through this journey. If I was writing a very by-the-book other genre of, of an episode, I just feel like I would be so jealous the fact that they can say, this is Jane. Let me define her for you. <laughs> right. That's and it really lucky. talks about the story that's about to be told. Each installment is a chapter. And we get Jane mm. in this first scene as a 10-year-old. These flashbacks will become a huge part of the show here. And it's really the iconic scene that explains the title, which is her grandmother making her crumple a flower and then try to make it new again. That's what happens to your virginity. It's just an intense place to start this show. And I kind of love it. It's an intense thing to say to your daughter. Like, the point is well taken, but I think this generation is learning more about having gentler conversations and not fear-based ones, I guess. Right. I mean, if it's your grandmother, though, grandmothers can lay it down in ways that moms can't. That is so, very true. The one thing I loved about this opening scene is that it really sets the tone for who these characters are and that the main story is going to be about these three women. It's Jane, who likes to listen to her grandmother, her grandmother, Alba, is religious and strict. And then her mom, Zoe, who is just wonderful, she's wearing a denim romper, painting her nails on Jane's bed, watching her <laughs> mom have this conversation with her. So some silliness, some seriousness. There we go. I wondered, so they mentioned that Jane loves her grandmother, something else, and that she loves grilled cheese. Yes. And this seemed to me like, I guess you can tell me if they keep this up throughout the series in a positive way. It felt like a piloty dumb extra like we need something kind of cutesy here let's make her love grilled cheese there are, we'll, like, there are multiple men who make jane grilled cheeses or she makes them for her they're a comfort food throughout many a heartache it's like a romantic kinds. thing like come here my cheesy no not like that <laughs> i don't think that anyone's ever done that so no taylor well mackenzie i did zero research on the production of this show i'm gonna be honest with you and to everyone, I am a failure. I am a research failure. Wow. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's just a podcast <laughs> that we do as a hobby. Don't worry because uh, I'm like ripping off the shirt that says Jane the Virgin Virgin and like Jane the Virgin expert who lives and breathes <laughs> for this show. So I'm going to make you a shirt that says that's a very long thing yeah. to put on a shirt. I'm just going to try to not give the listeners a tsunami of boring production history. Hopefully going to keep it fun. Well, we already talked about the fact that Jenny Ehrman is the co-creator of the show. She, having written on Gilmore Girls, loved the idea of making a show about mothers and daughters and wanted to pay homage to that telenovela genre. Have you oh. heard about this background of the Juana de la Virgin or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Guys, Lorian, Taylor's wife, speaks Spanish. I do not. Nor do I. She would really be uh, an asset here. Should have thought about that. Good job on Oops. us. Sorry, Lorian. This show is based off of a Venezuelan telenovela with the same concept, and that's pretty much the only thing they share in common. None of the storylines, none of the characters, except a Jane the Virgin and the idea that it might be an immaculate conception. I was Googling how to translate immaculate conception into Spanish because <laughs> I assumed that was going to sound really good, and it does. Inmaculada Concepcion. See, that's so much better. Come on, English. Be better. Can I do a quick tangent? Because it's partially relating to what we just said. I was working with a French customer at work, and the translation in English was candy factory, and then in French it was fabrique de bonbons. Wow. Like, what a fun like, French, word to say. French, you are better. Anytime you get to say bonbon, I mean, mm -hmm. you're doing a great job. But we're not here to talk about bonbons. Maybe one day. Do you want to start a podcast about candy? Maybe we just French need to find candies? a French show to watch. That's true. Well, let's get back to Jane the Virgin. Mackenzie, I am looking at your list of guest stars on this show, and they I am very excited for the future. We've got Britney Spears, you guys, and that episode is amazing. Gloria Estefan, Brooke Shields, whose name is River Fields in the show, and her character has a pretty great story arc with Rogelio. It's amazing. You mentioned Rogelio, but what's his full name? Rogelio de la Vega. De la Vega. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> we've also got Eva Longoria, Charo, and Rosario Dawson, Bruno Mars, just to name a few. This show plays their cameos just right. It's not over the top, but they're at a famous, you know, hotel in Miami, and her dad is famous. You guys are going to hear me talk a lot about Rogelio, okay? He is literally my favorite character on the show. 
and Jaime Camille, who plays him, besides being the best, I thought it was very fun that he's actually starred in several telenovelas. And one of those telenovelas was the one that inspired the show Ugly Betty. I watched Ugly Betty with the Spanish dubbing on the whole time, so I feel like I got the full experience of what you're talking about. With the telenovela? That's pretty good. That is a lie, but... Wow, I I really thought you were telling the truth. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> just keep lying to me. It's cool. I can't help myself. I'm just going to add one more thing about Jaime Camille. He was so adorable talking about how much he loved acting in Jane the Virgin because he got to truly act dramatically and not the soapy, like, eye dagger stares and winks <laughs> of the soap, soap opera-esque, you know, drama. It was very fun. I have to imagine that is, like, just, I imagine, like, a weight being lifted off of you. Oh that you gosh. don't have to put that much effort into it. I'm just imagining Sean Spencer in the telenovela episode <laughs> of Psych, like oh my constantly gosh. winking and yeah. See, I was thinking cool. of Joey Tribbiani from Friends and like his Drake Ramore. Although I would love <laughs> to see Rogelio and Drake in the same place. That would be that, so inspiring. That would be a Golden Globe winner for sure. <laughs> we got to look up Days of Our Lives in Spanish. Yes. Dias de nuestras vidas. Ooh. See, sounds better. It does. Everything sounds better in Spanish. Well, Mackenzie, I know you love Rogelio, but I do think we should talk a little bit about Gina Rodriguez. Why? Who might be the star of the show. She's only know. the star of the show. <laughs> I watched a really great interview with her explaining why she wanted to be on the show so bad. She turned down other roles just to try out for this show because she was so inspired by Jane and also really related with her. Gina grew up in Chicago with Puerto Rican parents and grandparents who both who spoke English and Spanish at home. And so she really related with what she called the dual identity of Jane, kind of living in both cultures. Mm. And Gina really right. wanted to portray her own Latin culture that doesn't often get portrayed as the hero. She said, you know, my character gets to be the protagonist, not just a side character, and to be the one that everyone is rooting for, and not just because she's Latin, but because of who she is as a great, strong, fearless character. She was so excited to play that, and we really don't see a lot of that, so this is really special. Yeah, that's awesome. And she won a Golden Globe for it, so she's doing it well. The one thing I did read, because I read a single half of an article, very proud of myself <laughs> really surprised me because i wouldn't expect this from a telenovela type show that they actually knew where they were going in the end they have the finale in mind and after talking about a show like lost where we know what happens right. when you don't know what's yes. going on <laughs> and i know you love breaking bad which they did know where they were going and the finale was amazing apparently you'll get I there someday I, I will make you watch it i will keep your <laughs> eyes open I think it pays respect to your fans where you've just got not necessarily even tight storylines, but you know where you're taking them. You don't have a bunch of episodes that have nothing to do with your wonderful characters that you've worked so hard to build up. I am very appreciative that they knew where they were going. No extra fluff for fluff's sake. Right? We should say fluff more. Fluff. What's fluff in Spanish? Okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> How many words will Taylor look up? Pelusa. Mackenzie, because this is Jane the Virgin, I would like you to tell us about Historia Clave Numero Uno. Number one, Jane, her virginity, and her family. Which, guys, we're going to say the word virgin a lot. I'm sorry, we should have had an earmuff alert on this episode. Here we go. <laughs> the word virgin is fine. Yeah, just um, don't explain it to your children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess answering the question, what is a virgin? My kids did ask me what the show was called, and I said, JTV. <laughs> I'm just not ready for that conversation. That's great. The idea of the show being about her, about Jane, her mother, and her grandmother just made me think of this adorable YouTube video I saw. Have you seen the one where the where like a little five year old girl says, "Hey, mom, come here," and then her mom comes over, walks past camera, and says, "Hey, mom, come here," and then the grandmother walks by, and the grandma says, "Hey, mom, come here," and then no, the great grandma walks adorable. by. And then the great-grandmother says, hey, mom, come here. And the great-great-grandma walks by. What? Five generations. Is this she real? She was like 100 billion years old. It's real. It's adorable. I need to see that. Who has a great-great-grandmother? You guys, our our grandmother just turned 95. And we're just going to... And she's totally healthy and totally in her sound mind. Probably more so than me or Mackenzie. Yeah. And she's got like a kajillion great-grandchildren. And my kids know her. She has played with my children. I mean, she's the bomb. 
Happy birthday, Grandma. There are some great moments with the grandmother in this episode. What is her name again? Alba. Alba. Especially the moment where Jane tries to explain <laughs> in English and Spanish to her grandma uh, what happened with the artificial insemination oh, mix-up. And clarify that she has not made love to a man and broken her grandmother's heart. There is some amazing physical comedy in that moment. Just gotta mm-hmm. say. Yeah, so often you he- might hear an executive say, or like an article say, this is a show about family. And this really gets that. It's real, and it's simple, and it's charming, and it's in perfect balance with the craziness of the telenovela aspect of it, which is wonderful. Absolutely. Do you identify, I mean, we're going to talk about our twins later, but when she dances and sings, do you feel like you would ever embarrass your children in that way? I'm sure I have at many points in their lives. <laughs> she's She's got it going on. I mean... If I look like that... The phrase you're looking for is, if you got it, flaunt it? Yes, that is my life verse. Is All right, let me look up if you got it, flaunt it in Spanish. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, Lorian, I'm calling your wife. (laughs) He's taking it too far. Uh, Okay, well, we've talked about the family. We do need to talk about her virginity. And we already know that... (laughs) See, that was such a smooth transition. I love that we get to go to this place, yes. Thank you. She made that promise to her grandmother, and she is keeping it, maybe some technicalities here, and we meet her boyfriend, Michael. I want to know, Tay-Tay, first-time viewer, what are your thoughts about Michael? He's a cop. They're kissing. Well, I feel kind of bad for him because when the show is set up in this way and you are wrapped up in that Latin feeling that they are trying to give you, he just looks so white and dorky. (laughs) Like, he doesn't have a chance to not look like a dork. When you put him by Raphael, I mean, Roth's muscles yeah. are bulging. So, yeah. He sorry. is barely containing them in the shirt. <laughs> I'm like, bro, how many shirts you busting out of this week? So, yes, I do feel bad for him. And to your question, I didn't like him. I thought this is clearly, like, I don't even know if he's going to make it past the pilot. That is a great observation. I now know that he does because it looks like they're getting married or something. But I just saw your eyes go weird, so I assume something bad's going to happen to him. <laughs> but I'm ready for spoilers, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> I listen, should expect y'all, that something bad's going to happen to all characters. If you have watched the show, you're going to know right now, I am not going to share the spoiler. The big spoiler will not be coming out of my <laughs> mouth, okay? Some mini ones that you may think are the big spoiler, I am, mm. but not the one, all right? So Wait, the big spoiler that Michael and Jane are two personalities of the same person? Yes. <gasps> no. Gasp. That's weird. Was that close? Okay. No. You're you're in the right <laughs> lane though. It's funny to me that he that it's funny to me that when she is proposing to him at the end of the episode, she says, I'm confused about every single thing in my life but you. It's like, uh yeah, your life is crazy right now. So just this dumb white guy is clearly gonna be <laughs> You rock. They've been dating for two years. They've merged their calendars. Big moment. It shows that she loves planning and he's getting behind that. He's a good boyfriend. That is a solid little character building tool that calling her a planner there. I had a hard time watching this episode because the only loose end that I think there might be is that I really don't like Michael in this episode. And besides Roe, he's my other favorite character in the show. <laughs> Brett Dyer, who plays him, is just a delightful creature. And they did love him so much that they wrote more for him than they had planned on writing. He just comes off sketchy and weird. And that actually seemed like one too many storylines to me. I don't know if you felt that way, but it was like, well, there's like already the pressure. Brother? Yes. And even the other cop stuff with like, what did you do? He already has the conundrum of... Yeah. Do I stay with Jane or not? And do we get married or not? I didn't think that he needed another backstory. Mm-hmm. But It's funny. Lorian, when we got to Michael, like, first appearing in the episode, she made a comment like, oh, Mackenzie loves Michael so much. I just think he sucks. Or shut it, Lorian. <laughs> I just say shut it in Spanish. Okay. She almost just knocked over her microphone. She was so passionate was about very that. Fan. I love you. I love you so much. Well, it seems like you love Michael and you like Rogelio, so maybe this will be an easier question than I had hoped. But, Mackenzie, marry, bump, or dump Michael, Rogelio, Raphael? This is probably one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked in my life, actually, because I do love Raph so much, and his character arc is amazing. This is like asking which one of my children is my favorite, okay? (laughs) 
Um, I marry Roth. Smart. Get that money. I definitely am. What does bump mean? <laughs> Bumps what means is... it means spend a magical night together. Okay. Well, I like being married, so this is hard for me. Um, I'm a bump Rahelio. All right. And that means I'm going to dump Michael, which I feel like betrays everything I've ever known. Roth ends up being marriage material, which we do not get from this pilot, let me tell you. So I've just betrayed myself. I feel like Lorian and our friend Emily are going to be laughing when they hear this. So in my own (laughs) face, I guess. Now, what what changes if I say Michael Rogelio Bryan? She is not, she is taking way too long to answer, Bryan. I'm so sorry. She's was, shaking her head. She's so confused. She's sweating. I was, I was cocking my head looking at you like, come on, man. Brian is actually the perfect combination of all of these. He's stable. Oh, that is such a he's dumb, sexy. perfect answer. No, seriously. He's he's stable. He's sexy. He's faithful. He's my dream boat. But is he Roelio de la Vega? His name is not as good. Brian, Brian Byersdorf. He has the confidence of Rogelio de la Vega, the absolute sex appeal of Raphael and the kind calendar merging a few years ago we merged our calendar and it changed our marriage okay a few years ago you went nine years without merging your calendars well we had done like a paper calendar for a long time and I didn't keep an iCal and then a few years ago it was like this doesn't work for me to like put things on the family calendar that you never look at and now I want to ask you who you're gonna marry bump and dump (laughs) Jane Alba All that Raphael talk really leads us into our second storyline. So, Tay, take it away. Historia clave numero dos. Raphael's rocky marriage. The word rocky made me think of one, boxing, and Bullwinkle, but neither of those are pertinent. I'll move right past them. I love Raphael. They are pertinent because Gina Rodriguez's dad was a boxer, but I'm just going to... That is true. And Petra is like a moose. Okay. In that I hate mooses and I hate Petra. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, Raphael, I I don't know if I've ever felt so bad for a rich man before. That's saying something, because he does not come off nicely in this episode to me. I thought he me. came off just great. He mentioned the, like, he mentioned going to a strip club at one point. But I was like, you know, you were a different man. Now you've beaten cancer and you've been given a new outlook on life. And but he, he asks you're married to Jane a, Nat. In a way of like, oh, did I meet you at a strip club? That's not a very nice meet cute. In terms of plot construction, Raphael's conversations with his sister, Luisa, contain some of the most solid character work I have heard in any of the pals we've watched. Hmm. Let me find a couple examples. She says, if you're unhappy, then end it. And that is something that a sister would say to a brother about their marriage. And it tells us, oh, he's unhappy. He might end his marriage. And it says that all in a a sentence. And then she says, as your sister, I can say that, which is also something a sister would say. Right. Totally normal. And it tells us that she's Frank and she's a sister. (laughs) And it's those little touches where I think about media that does this so poorly. If you've ever seen the Avatar The Last Airbender movie, you know what I'm talking about? This is simple and it definitely works. Yes. And it made me like Louisa. And then not like her and be conflicted when she mistakenly put Raphael into the wrong wood. Those conflicting feelings you have will follow you throughout the show with Louisa. She is a great character. Taylor, I'm dying to hear your take on Petra Solano. I was completely confused from the first moment I saw Petra because I think the narration says Petra Solano man eater. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, <laughs> she's clearly a bee. I have all these, you know, half remembered things in my mind from the tenths of episodes that I've seen in the past. So one of the only things I know about this series is that she has a twin sister with brown hair. And I'm like, maybe Petra's really nice and this is the evil one or something like that. I don't know. You were in for a treat. I hope I hope I just guessed a big thing. But yes, in my notes about the episode, I wrote Petra, you little, and then I wrote words several wow. times. I was just so mad at her the whole time. The fact that she, (laughs) surprising, and that's in quotes, you can't see me do quotes, but surprising your husband by getting inseminated and being like, let's have a baby. As a way to trap him to stay married to you because you want the prenup money. That's a big move, yeah. 
This show is a masterclass in giving characters stories that make you like them so you understand why they make these decisions. She's got a mother who... Wait, I'm going to like her? Oh, she ends up being one of the most... I will pay you $1,000 if I ever like her. She's one of the funniest, most comedic characters on this show. I can't wait. I think wait. you're lying to me. I think you're trying to ins- you're trying to confuse me. I hate her and I always will and enough said. Eat your words, bro. All right. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk more any more about Petra because I will just continue to get more and more angry. So shall we move on to Tu Historia Clave Numero Tres? Yes, if you stop speaking Spanish because <laughs> we're going to leave that to your wife. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Here we've got the insemination and the decisions that follow. Can you say just the insemination, but in like a more intense way? Okay. Here we go. The insemination. (laughs) That was perfect. Thank you. I've seen this pilot, I think, three other times before I watched it for this recording. And just as in the other times I watched it, I cackled about the fact that this pilot has a female exam in it. That's something that every woman can relate with. The awkwardness. Jane is asleep for part of it. That's what leads to her not understanding that she's about to be inseminated. It was just funny. Like, oh, here we go. We are not shying away from anything, including a pap. Have I made you uncomfortable yet? (laughs) I assume that it would have been malpractice had she given her the insemination while she was still asleep. She should just be fired anyway. Yes, that leads to my bigger question is... I need a lawyer to walk me through the actual legality of this whole situation. Like, <laughs> does Petra have zero claim to this child as the legal wife of Raphael? When when she talks about how much she wants the baby, I'm like, you're only saying that so that Raph wants you. There is a lot of legal issues here. And, you know, I felt a lot of conflicting feelings when Raph ends up telling Jane that he's the father. Jane thinks that the manager sent her to talk to Raphael about something different and then he just lays it on her and I'm like oh my gosh you're her boss this is so awkward. Legal <laughs> legal snafus out the yin yang here. <laughs> yes I felt so bad for Louisa as you mentioned we're set up to like her and yikes. She was under so much stress and sadness and Watching her cry while she's giving the exam and and just Jane being so uncomfortable was hilarious. I loved in that moment that the narrator chimes in and says that Jane's life was now the stuff of telenovelas. And we noticed that (laughs) switch where the creator of the show, Jenny, talks about what would happen if this one big moment changed your life. Mm. This is that moment. Yeah, and so often a show is like, here's the premise. And we'll kind of back away from the premise slowly and now it's just a sitcom that's normal and this is like well no backing away from this one (laughs) can i tell you my favorite part of the episode when jane and her mother find out that she's pregnant and they both you know laugh in the doctor's face and then they find out that she actually is pregnant and then zoe immediately gets on her knees and starts praying the hail mary to her (laughs) and yelling like immaculata what if you're a religious messiah it just throws just the right tone on the zaniness of the situation and who zoe would be in that situation it was amazing and it got me thinking there have to have been a number of situations like this where we have been trying to protest and say they are still virgins even though they're pregnant while their mothers or grandmothers are in the room right this time it's true the only time in history (laughs) this is where we also get our main man the wonderful rogelio in a little moment of magical realism did you know that that was going to be an element of the show i don't know if i had seen something that led me to believe that it would be or if i'm just used to magical realism being more common in latino latino literature and but yeah so when it happened it wasn't surprising i guess well it's just the perfect little touch it's not too heavy-handed in that doctor's office when Rogelio who Jane does not know is her father but just a telenovela star that she loves watching on tv does the whole inhala exhala moment with her and spoiler (laughs) alert that phrase and those moments of breathing together will be a major runner through the show where her dad helps her take a moment and it becomes actually extremely moving. So it was very sweet to watch that here. But then in terms of magical realism, we've got fantasies. We've got wigs and costume and, you know, old-timey, like, westerns. It's an extremely fun side of the show that 
you will be sobbing and then you will also just be in hysterics yes it's fun that they leave a little droplet of it here i'm feeling a little disappointed that rogelio is in the pilot so little since clearly he's a superstar i know if you guys want a good time just go search up rogelio de la vega on twitter he actually has a twitter account written by someone on the show and it is just a treat okay (laughs) so go get yourself started there watch some good gifts you'll be well on your way so the pilot wraps up with some big decisions to be made by jane and michael jane wondering if she's going to keep the baby Uh, michael wondering if she's going to stay with jane if she keeps the baby boy that makes it sound more like a soap opera when i say it It like that does yes (laughs) one lesson this pilot taught me is that if i am ever going to go propose to someone in public i'm wearing a yellow dress oh my goodness she is like a moment of sunshine walking into Mm -hmm. that police station you know as sweet as that moment was i had this yucky taste in my mouth knowing that michael had come to jane the night previously saying like for us don't have this baby I just thought that Mm -hmm. was so selfish and I like that he said I know I shouldn't say this and I need to be honest because yeah you don't want to keep secrets when you're gonna get engaged to somebody but it just left a weird taste in my mouth and it made me sad because I ended up liking him so much well it's a tough one because it's like yeah if that was their baby certainly I would agree with you like but how often (laughs) how often does the situation play out where you're asking someone to keep a baby that is not related to either of you at all. The and it's very much witting surrogate. Gosh, that's a terrible position to be put in. Poor Jane. <laughs> Do you think that in any, if you try and buy this these DVDs at a market in another country, there's like a bad translation. This is called Jane, the unwitting surrogate. <laughs> Some language. Yes, I wish that's what they would have called it. It would have been a hit. All right. Well, that is the pilot. It was a lot of fun. The final note I'll say is that when I started episode two the next day after watching this and they recapped the pilot in like two minutes, <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. A it sounded happened. so much more ridiculous condensed. It does. I made a list of all the telenovela-like stuff that was in the episode and it's like thing after thing after thing, conniving wife, police fiance who might be into trouble. It It is a lot and it will continue to keep that pace. But not like Lost, where you don't know where you're going. It's okay, going to be okay. I promise. <laughs> Lorian hinted that something was going to happen in the middle of this episode. Oh, we've been working together, okay? We've put <laughs> together a little quiz of sorts for you, Taylor. Are you ready? Is this because I'm a virgin virgin? I just, please never. Don't. <laughs> just, I need those words to not be in your mouth. Because this is a soap opera, I am going to name a character and i would love for you to come up with the most wild storyline that you could conceive of for that character and we will see if it lines up with what might happen to them and then i'm going to give you a little dose of what actually happens to that character wait a a two of what happened to that character oh my goodness you are (laughs) taking this too far i i would stop if i could all right are you ready hit me okay i can't not ask you Jane. Something crazy that will happen to Jane is that her child is going to be kidnapped by (gasps) another secret grandparent of the child, a third secret grandparent. Do you want to know if any of these are close to real or not? (laughs) Uh, If I'm like pretty close. There is a kidnapping involved. Sool it, I knew it. That, That was amazing. I'm very proud of you. Well, having your child kidnapped is a really big deal and is super crazy, but I'm going to tell you something even crazier. Her and Petra become best friends. I think this is a ploy. Right? No, that is the craziest plot twist of them all. All right? They dance together. Jane has lost her mind. They they wear jeans and dance together in a bar. It's it's the best. Okay. All right. (laughs) They wear jeans. Is this like Sister of the Traveling Pants? Basically. Okay. Number two, (laughs) Petra. What do you think happens with Petra? Uh, Petra isn't horrible for one moment. No, let me think. Like, I know it's plausible that she's nice eventually and that she's has reasons for being a terrible, terrible witch. <laughs> but I don't want to even think about that possibility right now. All right. I know she has a twin. So I'm going to assume that at some point 
One of the twins kills the other one, but then, gasp, she's alive again. There is a triplet. What the? <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, do you want to hear the funny or the intense? Is the, is the triplet like Petra and Betra? Or Smetra? You're, get, you're getting closer. You should be a telenovela writer. I love you. Tell me the funny one. She has twin daughters and names them Anna and Elsa, even though she has no idea what Frozen is. And so people give her flack about Frozen, and she gets pissed about it constantly in well, a very Petra way. That's sad, because that's very yeah. understandable. Well, apparently you hate Michael. Michael, what, do you, what bad thing do you want to happen, have happen to him since you hate him so much? He gets a stomach bug while he's in another country, and he poops himself to death. <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous, but it happens thousands of times a day all over the world. I have almost pooped myself to death in another country, so gosh, I once went somewhere and Wait, came back. Wait, he's in a cave. He's in a cave. He's in a cave? Okay. Trapped in a cave by someone, and he poops himself to death. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. All right. On his wedding night, he is shot by a crime lord who is wearing someone else's face. Michael lives, and then he dies months later of a heart complication from the gunshot. Sorry, I should have said that's the biggest spoiler of the show. (laughs) Okay, let's go with Alba. I feel like I'm ruining the whole show for you. (laughs) Alba, I think there's going to be a major character change for Alba. I think Alba blows up an animal hospital for the the insurance money. So she turns into the Joker, basically. (laughs) She does have her own sexual awakening, more power to her. During an argument with someone's mother, I won't say, she gets shoved down a flight of stairs and ends up in a coma, though she does recover. <laughs> so if there's not a more soap opera-esque thing than that, I don't know. Oh yeah, a woman's got to be pushed down a flight of stairs at some point in a soap. And end with a coma. I mean, come on. Okay, Raphael. And then we got our, we're ending with my favorite person in the world. So we got Roth and one more person. Wait, quick question. Are there other comas in this series? There are things similar to comas in the series. Similar to comas. Someone has a really long nap. Okay. All right, hit me with the next one. Raphael. Or, or hot buns, say as you've called them. Hot buns? I don't know. I don't think I said that. <laughs> I'm going back to trapped in a cage. I mean, trapped in a cave by... Okay, wait, let's say. Can you tell me the name of the triplet? Piotr. Piotr? All right. Mm-hmm. Trapped in a cave by Piotr. Um, and he has one of his organs harvested. That would be pretty good. I feel like Roth could come back with that because he's so jacked. Um, <laughs> no, he finds out in his thirties that he's been lied to his entire life. His family is actually his adoptive family, and he never gets to meet his birth parents. To rub it in, his adoptive father is also murdered. But before he dies, he's actually an art smuggler, and Raph unknowingly has been covering this up, and so he has to serve nine months in jail. That's a cold deal. It is. <laughs> so you're saying that, like, his hotel or whatever is just committing these crimes, and it, it looks like he under- he knows what's happening. I'm pointing to my nose, everyone. Okay? All right. Poor guy. I know. All right. I'm saving the best for last. It's our dear friend, Rogelio. What do you got for him? Knowing very little about him because he's in the pilot for like one minute. Rogelio de la Vega. His favorite color is lavender. Okay. Mine too. I know. You guys would be friends. You mentioned there's no magic. So like my first thought was he gets sucked into one of his telenovelas. Wouldn't he be an amazing magician, by the way? Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because of his name? No, just for his... You don't know his character. Scratch that. Okay, he gets sucked into a telenovela. Like Jumanji style. Jumanji style, but since you said there's no magic, I'm going with gets forced into marrying his cousin because they're blackmailing him. And then a goat steals his bandana. Wow, that went somewhere. Okay, I'm going to give you one little quick note about Ro and then my personal favorite. The first is that he accidentally gets someone pregnant, and then they end up naming the baby Baby. And so he just Solid. walks around holding his baby called Baby. <laughs> just, I know you don't know him, but it's the most Rahelio thing that's ever happened. Followed by, he gets kicked off his own telenovela for being too dramatic. 
So then he creates a new one in the tone of This Is Us, except it's set on Mars. So he calls it This Is Mars. <laughs> and scene. If Wait. you need to know anything else about Rogelio, like that is it right there. <laughs> when he gets someone pregnant unknowingly, <clears throat> did he have relations with them? With Well, he did, but they'd been broken up with for a long time. It was like, surprise, we're having okay. a baby. Surprise child, not like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that went there, and now uh, and now there's a child. Just don't finish the end of that sentence. Okay. Um, No. It, it was a, I didn't know I was a father, which is kind of sad because he doesn't know he's a father for a long time with Jane. So he's he's well. glad to be there for his baby, baby. There's, <laughs> baby, baby. There's a lot of fun things in store. Did I ruin too much for you? No. But now you got me wanting to listen to some Mariah Carey. Wait. Babe, no, that's Amy Grant. Baby, baby. I think it's time to move into our key questions. Or as they say in Spanish, key questiones. That, see, that was your best accent so far. All right, Mackenzie, you want to hit me with number one? I'm very curious about if you think this pilot has a message. It kind of made me channel the gym teacher from Mean Girls. Just don't have sex because you'll get chlamydia <laughs> and die. Just don't do it. I mean, she didn't even have sex, though. That's true. So the <laughs> the show is telling you don't go to the doctor, which is not a great message. How about be awake during your paps? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good message. I think the real message, which is really just one that we're supposed to infer as viewers and not one we're ever told, is to just tell the truth. And life is a lot smoother and simpler. When you start lying about your children and whether or not you've asked your daughter to give up her baby, it just becomes all complicated. Would any telenovela type show have any life if there were not lies and <laughs> secrets? If there were no misunderstandings yeah. ever? It would be quite the telenovela. They would all kind of end with, well, thank you for telling me that. Let me go, <laughs> let me go process. Yeah. What about you? The message that I took away is that you can prepare yourself to be the kind of person that you want to be. You can't prepare yourself for how other people's actions are going to affect your life. I think you could put that on a, you could frame that or put it on a pillow or something. Thank you. I uh, took a long time on that, so. Should we start selling all of our messages as embroidered pillows? We'll see what kind of wisdom we get. If it gets pinned a million times, I mean, then we'll have to know that we made it. That's true. Well, Mackenzie, do I even need to ask you if they landed the plane? This wait, was... wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do I'm... I even... Oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> do you realize that I'm, st no, I'm stalling because I... I'm translating? You're on Google Translate right now. <laughs> Where's your <laughs> wife when we need her? Do they land the avion? Wait, that's... Yep, that's right. That's not as bad. I thought you were going to literally ask the entire question in Spanish, and I was rolling my <laughs> eyes preemptively. Although the life of Jane is extremely bumpy, they really do land this plane extremely smooth. <laughs> Smoothly? Is that? I don't know. Don't ask me about adverbs, okay? It's late. There are so many storylines in this pilot, and many of them you might not even remember later in the show. But what you will remember is Jane and how she reacts so well to all of the different relationships in her life. And that's what we want to see is who is Jane to mm -hmm. all of the people around her. So they do that really well. The other thing that I love so much about this pilot, and it will only grow from here, is that, yeah, the show's crazy, but it's grounded in emotional reality. There have been several articles written about this fact, including the show creator Jenny Ehrman herself, saying that the biggest moment for her was going from this pilot episode to its second episode when she realized that she needed to treat Jane's accidental pregnancy like the actual trauma that it was. And what the show is able to do is take trauma seriously. So people react mm. like they should. When Jane finds out she's pregnant, she freaks out. She talks to many people in her life about it. She like actually goes on that cool bus ride with her hood on, looking more awesome than I ever will <laughs> on a bus. Right. I, I see what you're saying. It's not the expected, this is a twist in a telenovela, and then we gasp, and then it's kind of forgotten by the next episode. Right. There's actual weight and consequence to this. And I mean, the show itself ends up talking about things like postpartum depression and grief and cancer, and you actually see how a human would live that out. Am I going to come to love the triplet, too? 
he's oop i've said too much <laughs> he's he's like literally he only in the final episode of the series so no you won't but all right it's all spoiled it's you, all spoiled you have just been on this maiden voyage you know truly for the first time so i'd love to hear your thoughts if they have landed the plane here you mentioned there being a number of different storylines and considering how much they accomplished in this these 42 minutes of television is staggering the way in which the storylines are made are kept clear the characters motivations are all very clear right and most importantly of all i've never wanted to watch episode two of a show more oh my gosh and even though lost is better <laughs> there's just more reasons that it's better right i'm still more intrigued to see how this really unfortunate situation is going to be resolved that is and to see who, a lot. when Petra's going to get her comeuppance and never be redeemed, ever. Cue to Taylor putting his foot in his mouth, okay? <laughs> she gets her comeuppance in the way that develops her character. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. But yes, it is, it is very smooth. It is well constructed. The characters are lovable when they need to be and hateable when they need to be. Which is You need some of both. I'm very glad you enjoyed it. I think I might have to excommunicate you from my twinship, which would happen in a telenovela if you didn't like it. So, <laughs> Well, I know your feelings about the pilot in general, but I'd love to know who you think the breakout star is. Is there any question or what do you got for me? You want me to say Gina Rodriguez, but since this is a telenovela, twist! Twist! It's Rogelio. <gasps> and I only know that because... He's clearly way more beloved than anyone else. So I have to imagine, based on the buzz that I'm getting from you and Lorian and Every Emily, human who's ever watched the show. Anyone? Yes. Anyone I've... I, okay, those, three, those are three people I know who watch the show. <laughs> but... If I have ever wanted someone to sail into the future sunset of major success and like worldwide renown, it would be Jaime Kamal. Don't ask me to say his name in Spanish. It would be Rahelio. Wait, is that Jimmy Kimmel in Spanish? Jaime Camille. Yeah, sure. While I don't know anything about whether or not he became much more famous or not afterward, I'm very intrigued by the fact that he is so adored. So I'm going to go with Rogelio. That's the only right answer, Taylor. I mean, I side with you 100%. Gina Rodriguez really is the breakout star here, and she has gone on to do some other things, and I really think she will only go on to do more. It's incredible to think that they could build so much around a character because of the chops of this actor. It's major props to her and the people who connected her with the show. I will say for those listening, if you've seen the final season, there is a seven-minute monologue that has major spoilers. So if you don't want to know, don't go YouTube it. But if you look up Jane the Virgin's seven-minute monologue, it will blow your mind. This woman, I hope she goes on to do amazing things and doesn't blow her career because... She is a treat to our generation. This is my new favorite question. I'm very glad we added it because what more do I want to think about after watching a new TV show than who am I going to clock in the sock or punch <laughs> in the face? There's a new one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. Mackenzie, who is your Joel? Who do you want to punch in the face? I mean, it's got to be Luis's wife because she's the one who started all this drama. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, without the affair. Well, if there, she doesn't have an affair, then Petra gets inseminated, and she gets pregnant, and then Raphael is trapped forever. <gasps> That's a whole nother show. Yikes. I would watch that show. Me too. <laughs> Who is your punchable face in this episode? It's Jenny Ehrman. What? I was going to say Petra, but now it's Jenny Ehrman because if she makes me like Petra, oh, wow. I want to punch her in the you face. You have a vendetta that is running deeper than i thought all right is it too much i'm i'm shocked i'm just you shocked. know what my talk Wait. about joel mazel was hardcore so you can hate petra it's fine oh my gosh taylor i'm gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> uh. all right you may have heard me typing all right mackenzie quien es tu gemela del episodio what's the word that actually means twin in there i don't know yeah gemela this is why we leave this to the experts, okay? Jeez, Taylor. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. Are you asking who my twin of the episode is? Who is your twin? I'm definitely ep 
I'm definitely answering for my twin of the episode, not of the series, because I can't even go that far. There's too many characters. This was hard because this show is really dramatic. It was hard to find someone I totally related to. You're not going to be that happy about this, but my twin was Louisa. What? I love that. I love Louisa. I mean, you said you liked her and then you didn't. I totally identified with her with her struggle. Well, Louisa, like myself, is a devoted sister, although I probably wouldn't just be like, mm-hmm. well, it's hard. Divorce your wife. I'd like Mike counsel you a little more than that. Um, if you told me to divorce Petra, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> well, Punch Petra, yes. So punchable. I, While I'm a good sister, I definitely can't keep things in order when my life gets chaotic. I've never accidentally impregnated someone, but I have cried at very unprofessional and probably inappropriate times. I can relate with that. And I am also mm-hmm. that person who can't find things only later to find them in like the fridge or in her hand or like somehow in the bathroom or under her pillow. <laughs> Just the other day, my six-year-old was trying to help me find my glasses and they were quite actually on my face. Wait, you were wearing them? I was wearing them and I couldn't find them. <laughs> so like when I get stressed out, things just get misplaced. And well, the sperm got misplaced in the wrong uterus. So I feel like I can connect with her on that. <laughs> I'm going to make you a, a trucker hat that says, whoops, wrong uterus. I'd wear that. I was thinking about asking you who your twin was in Pig Latin. And I'm like, I just am not going to endorse this Spanish speaking thing you're trying here. So who's your twin? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your twin? Well posed. Based on muscles, Raphael. Uh, obviously. I'm, is his exact physical double. <laughs> I actually tried out to be his stunt double, but didn't get the part. I imagine if I was rich, I would have his same kind of vibe going on. I don't think you can fully escape the whole bro party Stripper. Phase. <laughs> Stripper phase. But, you know, he learned from his struggles, and he's becoming a better person. So I am I am post-cancer Raphael. All right. I hope. But, you know, now, as, as we've talked, I'm thinking I might just be the narrator. Ooh. Maybe this is aspirational because I love his voice, and I would like to do his job. It sounds really fun. But, you know, the narrator, he's just helping people, just kind of being a team player in the background, and that's kind of who I am. I can see that very much. You thought I was going to say Alba, didn't you? Absolutely. You're very grandmotherly. I actually see you <laughs> as Raphael a lot into who he grows into be, so I'm excited for you to keep watching the show because his arc is definitely one of my favorites. You'll also get to find out who the narrator is because he's a real person. Ooh. Is it her son? No. Oh. All right, Mackenzie. We got one more. If you ask this in Spanish... I'm going to hurt you. I'm sensing some hostility, some pushback from that. Just a little. All right, Mackenzie, you are an executive at the defunct UPN network. Would you pick up this show? Can I be wearing Jane's mermaid outfit from the pilot? No, you're wearing her yellow dress. Oh, well, that's much cuter. Okay, you're wearing the yellow dress with the mermaid tail. That is perfect because that makes sense. I'm going to go with someone else's words that are a little bit more eloquent than mine. From an article from Entertainment Weekly, just quoting one of my favorite sites, okay. Jane is one of those shows without a designer wardrobe, superhero powers, or supernatural sex appeal. Yet she still stands out on primetime television as a 20-something anyone can relate to. A young woman determined to create her own destiny while holding on to what she values most. I think this show really can be a show for anyone. While it does land in the telenovela genre, There's so much reality here, and so I would love to explore the show and see where it goes. It is amazingly relatable. You're able to see yourself in these characters, even though their storylines are crazy, you want to ask yourself, like, what would I do in that situation? Oh, yeah, totally. And it's an interesting question for soap operas and telenovelas in general. They're generally on air for like 20, 30, 40 years. Not too worried about... Reality? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm like well let's um i'll give you a two season run they're just gonna keep pumping out as long as it's remotely profitable all that said i would definitely pick up this show as i mentioned i've never been more intrigued and i can see that that mystery is not stemmed by like oh you ask one great question that i need answered that might take one season to answer but i've been given these characters that i just really want to follow. There's a balance between relatability and a story that I want to fall into. So I can either escape or I can relate, depending on what craziness is going on. 
I love that. And you didn't mention what you were wearing. So I'm just going to cast you in one of Raphael's super tight shirts. And maybe <laughs> you get the merman tail from the merman. All right. Well done, Jenny Ehrman. We're very proud of you. Even though you want to punch her and... in the face, it's fine. <laughs> and Mackenzie, yeah, I, I promise not to follow through with that. Well, as I watch through the show, I'll be sure to send you lots of gifts and updates as I get through to major spoilers. Please do, and know that I will be sending you inspirational Rogelio texts as much as possible. <laughs> he loves to send people gift baskets of things that have to do with him. So I will send you a gift basket in the form of a GIF of all things Rogelio. A GIF basket. A GIF basket. That's what twins are for. Well, I was shocked how much fun I had with this show. Maybe as shocked as Jane was to find out she was pregnant. What, what? Well, as always, let me lead us into next week with the theme song for our next show. Thanks so much for listening this week, guys. We love dissecting these pilots together, and it is so fun to share it with all of you. If you've enjoyed our podcast, there are three easy ways you can share and interact with us. First, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Second, share our show with a friend and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. These reviews actually help more people to find our show. And finally, we love interacting with you. We want to hear about which pilots you want us to analyze next, your twin of the episode, or if you've got a beef with any of our opinions. So come find us at fromthetoppod.com or on Instagram or Facebook at fromthetoppod. Thanks for listening on From the Top with Taylor and Mackenzie.